0: From COK Studios in Arun Rath's laundry room, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley.
1: And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow.
0: On today's show, we'll consider the growing danger posed by the Nigerian extremist group Boko Haram.
1: We'll also consider the impact of Deflategate on the upcoming Super Bowl with the guys from ESPN Radio's Sports Yell.
0: And we'll consider how much you'll give me if I eat this whole thing of candy beans. Stay with us.
2: Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from the January Foundation, trying as hard as possible to make January not the absolute worst, most depressing month of the year, one day at a time. And Leviathan Enterprises, consolidating all of the world's largest companies under one roof to streamline production and distribution. Leviathan, we own you.
0: This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley.
1: And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow.
0: The extremist group Boko Haram attacked another Nigerian town over the weekend, home of tens of thousands of people who have fled previous Boko Haram attacks.
1: Boko Haram is an Islamic movement based in northeast Nigeria, with additional activities in Chad, Niger, and Cameroon. The group kidnapped hundreds of schoolgirls from the city of Chai Bok last April and, through violent attacks, has been able to take over an area the size of Belgium within Nigeria.
0: The press coverage of Boko Haram's attacks has been spotty at best, with more attention being paid to the terrorist activities of ISIS and Al-Qaeda, leaving us to ask the question, why doesn't the world seem to care about the atrocities being committed in Africa?
1: To help us answer this question and shed more light on the situation in Nigeria, our international correspondent, Cordell Nutbrock, an international gossip reporter and popular teenage girl, Melissa Reynolds.
0: Greetings! Hey! Now, the news about Boko Haram seems to be getting worse, and the response by other countries is puzzling because there's really not a sense of urgency like there has been with ISIS or even with the Charlie Hebdo attack. You're quite right, Connor. For whatever reason,
3: Boko Haram and the poor people of Nigeria are getting very little attention from the world community. It's very strange because Boko Haram is a very similar terror organization to ISIS, who the West seems to be very focused on stopping.
2: Yeah, it's like... Way bad in Nigeria and nobody really gives a care. I mean people were all doing hashtag bring back our girls last year when the students were kidnapped But now it's totes awkward because most of them are still being held hostage and Boko Haram is like way worse now It's like that hashtag didn't even happen.
0: You're right now It seems like people either forgot about it or just don't see the inherent threat this group poses Do either of you have any ideas about how to make people see that Boko Haram is just as dangerous as North Korea or ISIS? Well, it appears to be an issue of marketing. People need
3: to be made to see them as very dangerous, and right now, they don't.
2: Yeah, they need to, like, change their brand strategy and stuff, or nobody's gonna care.
0: But the kidnapping of young girls and repeated attacks on civilians isn't enough to show that? Evidently not, which is very sad. Melissa and I spoke to Nigel Jameson, who is a
3: senior brand strategist for the British Secret Service. He has some ideas about how to make Boko Haram seem like the threat they really are.
2: So, Nigel, what can be done to make people see how bad Boko Haram really is?
4: Well, Melissa, I think it's important to know your audience. If the people who want to help the Nigerians and get rid of Boko Haram are serious, they need to change up how they present it.
2: Like how?
4: First of all, the name is a problem. Boko Haram means nothing to Western culture. You and I know it means Western education is forbidden, but most people don't. I think a way to make it more menacing would be to associate it to another terror organization we already know is bad. It's similar to the branding of the CSI TV shows. CSI Miami never would have been as popular if they had called it something else. People already knew CSI and liked it, so calling that show CSI Miami was savvy branding. They should do the same thing here. Call Boko Haram ISIS West, or ISIS Nigeria. Okay. What else might be done? The hardest thing is that Africa seems very far away, and remote to most Westerners. To motivate the West to act, Boko Haram needs to seem like an imminent threat, reminding people that Nigeria has massive oil reserves that we depend on as a start. Oh, that seems like a good way to get the Republicans to care. That one will be hard, though, with gas prices so low, but it's worth a shot.
2: I know! I filled up my mom's car for like 20 bucks the other day.
4: Also, reminding people about things they like that came from Nigeria will help people sympathize with their plight. It was easy to sympathize with the French after the Charlie Hebdo attack because everyone loves French bread, French fries, and French kissing. People need to know what all there is to love about Nigeria. Such as? Nigerian food is delicious and very aromatic. Take anyone in a position of power to a Nigerian restaurant, and they won't be able to forget about the plight of the Nigerian people. Also, the amazing novel Things Fall Apart is by Nigerian writer Chinua Achebe, and the album Band on the Run by Wings was recorded in Lagos, Nigeria. Who doesn't love wings?
2: Isn't that the girly-looking Beatles' other band?
4: Yes, I actually prefer Wings to the Beatles. Gross. Also, corporate tie-ins are a great way to motivate people to act. We gave out coupons for a free crumpet at Crumpets Etc. to anyone who had information the Secret Service might need to know. It was a great success. It helped us catch Dr. No. The anti-Boko Haram groups should think about tie-ins that could motivate people to care about their situation.
2: They could do something with bubble tea or the new Fifty Shades of Grey movie.
4: Oh, I'm very excited to see that.
2: Me too. It's going to be so steamy.
4: Quite. Yes, but the most foolproof way to get people to care about anything in Africa is to get Bono to write a song about it.
3: It's too bad Wings isn't still together. So you see, Connor, this situation in Nigeria can be fixed in short order with a few marketing tweaks to how Boko Haram, uh, sorry, Isis
0: West is presented in the media. Well, Cordell, I sure hope you're right.
2: Totes.
0: Thank you both for the explanation. That was Cordell Nutbrock and Melissa Reynolds.
1: Now it's time to talk football. Joining us live from Phoenix, home of Super Bowl 49, are Rick Van Patten and Cecil the Pontificator from ESPN Radio's Sports Yell. Thanks for being with us, guys.
5: Nice to be here. What up, Dinah?
1: How are things there in Arizona?
5: Fine. It's nice and warm here.
0: Obviously. Hey, why do you always have to answer first, Rick? Huh? Oh, relax, Cecil.
1: Guys, you're already yelling, and we haven't even gotten started yet.
0: Sorry, Dinah.
5: I'm going to be honest, Dinah. We've been yelling at each other this whole trip. The flight attendant had to call the air marshal just to get us to stop yelling on the plane ride to Arizona.
0: It's true. We also ruined a lovely meal Troy Aikman was having with his family because we yelled so loud at this restaurant in Scottsdale.
5: Cecil even yells in his sleep.
0: Maybe if you had sprung for your own room instead of being such a cheapskate, you wouldn't have to hear me sleep yell.
1: Remember, this is public radio. Try to calm it down, okay?
5: We'll try, but it'll be tough. This whole deflate-gate football thing has been hard for us not to argue about.
1: Yes, I wanted to ask about that. The New England Patriots were under investigation for having underinflated footballs during their AFC Championship win over the Indianapolis Colts. What are your thoughts on this whole saga?
5: Well, as I've been saying for the last week, I think that someone high up in the Patriots organization knew exactly what they were doing and intentionally deflated those balls in an attempt to give the team an advantage in the Colts game. The balls might not have made an impact on the outcome of the game since the Patriots won so handily. But cheating is cheating.
0: It's obvious to me that the exact opposite is true. Coach Bill Belichick said the team followed the standard protocols for ball inflation and Tom Brady denied any knowledge of the deflated balls. And quite frankly, I believe them. You believe
5: Belichick? He's one of the biggest liars and cheaters in football. Do I have to remind you of Spygate, Cecil? And it sure looked to me like your boyfriend, Tom Brady, was lying. Oh, I know you
0: don't like Brady, but I looked deep into his eyes at that press conference, and I saw nothing but the truth. The only time I ever saw Tom lie was when he said he really loved Bridget Moynihan, and he said they'd be together forever.
5: Other than that, he's clean.
1: Uh, can you tell me what might come out of the NFL's investigation? Will there be consequences?
5: I think you'll see some kind of punishment. Maybe the loss of draft picks or a fine. But unless hard evidence is found, or one of those cheating patriots admit their guilt... There's not much the NFL can do beyond that. It's sad that we have to watch cheaters play in the Super Bowl. Oh,
0: that's a low blow, Rick. I think the NFL's investigation will uncover a huge conspiracy designed to discredit and tarnish the legacy of the Patriots and Tom Brady. This is like the Kennedy assassination, except the thing getting assassinated here is Tom Brady's sterling reputation. It makes me sick. I bet I know who's behind this. Who? Isn't it obvious? Leonardo DiCaprio. That guy is still pissed Tom married his girl Giselle. I bet Leo paid someone inside the Patriots organization to deflate those balls and implicate Tom.
5: That is the dumbest theory I've ever heard. Leo oh, can get oh, whatever, 10 Rick. models that like are I told you last any time he wants. You're an idiot. I'm sure Tom was was all Tom Brady is the finest quarterback since Joe Montana, and he's got someone out to shady shady get him. And been When the CSI team finds
0: some of that pretty boy Leonardo DiCaprio's fingerprints at the scene, I'll be right here to say I told you so.
1: That was very spirited yelling. We're about out of time, guys. Can you give us your Super Bowl picks?
0: The Seattle Seahawks will win again. Obviously. Seahawks. Wait, what? Well, I love Brady, but he's in trouble against Seattle, Donna.
1: There you have it. That's Rick Van Patten and Cecil the Pontificator, live from the Super Bowl.
0: Now let's hear what's coming up on this week's episode of Cereal, the story of the most important meal of the day.
1: If something comes in a bag instead of a box, does it taste as good? Malta meal has been claiming for years that their cereal is just as good as the name brand, and it's cheaper. I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. This week on Cereal, my producer Claire and I investigate by doing a breakfast taste test. Tune in for the shocking discovery. Cereal. One meal. Told Weekly.
0: That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you'd like more from the best looking news team in public radio, go to our website, considerourknowledge.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Consider Our Know. The podcast is available for download at iTunes and at Stitcher.com. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley.
5: Learning as many novel sentences. <laughs> <laughs> There's ever so much fun. sellers or whatever. <laughs> well, as I've been saying for the last week, I think that someone high up in the Patriots organization. End-
0: yeah, it's the sentence. Yeah. <laughs>